It's the internet. You're busy. Let's do this whole thing. It is officially like the end of the year for real this time. Uh, this is our Game of the Year podcast. That means that we're going to be picking our 10 favorite games of the year as a website. Uh, we got the whole crew here. I, of course, am Jeff Grubb, your host of the Game Speed Decides podcast. And with me is, let's start up here on the top right if you're watching on the video. Rowan, go ahead and say hi to everybody. Hi, uh, Rowan Kaiser, PC guest post editor. We got Jason here. Howdy, Jason Wilson, managing editor. <laughs> he's also in the he, he's in the he's in the big picture. We're gonna put him front and center because he's so pretty. And then we got Dean up there on the top left. You're the prettiest one of us all. And then Dean, say hi, Dean. Hello, Dean Takahashi, lead writer for GamesBeat and uh, organizer of the GamesBeat Summit Conference, April twenty third, twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen, in Los Angeles. And that is his full legal name, in case you were wondering. <laughs> uh, and then we have Mike down there on the bottom left, rounding it out once again. I'm Mike, and I'm the actual prettiest one. Mike, what's behind your tarp back there? <laughs> oh, just my creepy sex dungeon stuff. Nobody needs cool. to see that. All right. I was worried it was a CRT TV. I'm hey, glad Mike is in the center that. for me. I don't know why you're saying he's in a corner. Oh, okay, well, it must be different for everybody. Uh, you can, I don't know. You could probably rearrange it however you want. If you want to put me center, that's fine. I can, I can do it. Nobody wants you centered, Jeff. <laughs> All right. We'll, well, we can get on with this. So like I said, this is our top 10 games of the year. So we have a list. And again, if you're watching the video, uh, if you're not, there's a video version of this. It's going to be on probably YouTube, maybe Facebook, a few other places. Um, it has our list of like games so far. There are, I think, 30 games here. Um and now that we're here, I'm like, man, how do we do this? Like, how do we even cut this down to 10 and then start arranging stuff? I, I, I guess what we can do is... We're going maybe... to need some people to be sensible now. Let's it's just, just declare know. Red Dead as, you know, number one. No, okay. <laughs> that reminded me. This reminds me. My opening gambit here. It is, look, Red Dead's not on my top 14 games that I just got done writing. I will be okay putting it in the top 10 as long as it's not number one. Can we just it's make that deal right one. now? I'm the only other person who even... Well, maybe I'm... I'm, I'm the only other person who kind of likes it, and it wasn't in my top ten. Uh, it's not in my top ten. Maybe has opinions about but it. But Rowan is like avoided... Of it. Oh. Go ahead, Rowan. Uh, Rowan has avoided like all of the big blockbuster games, so Rowan has no opinion on your Gods of Wars and your Tombs Raider and all those things. I will let you guys duel to the death at the top and get my uh, little strategy games in at the bottom. That sounds good. That sounds like a plan. So, Dean, tall. Dean would you be okay with, with that sort of agreement where it's it, like we can get in the top ten somewhere as long as you agree right now it's not number one? Maybe God of War is number one then, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. So we can make we can have that discussion later. Maybe let's get it in the uh, for now. Let's throw it in the tent. Okay. So so that 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 works for me. That's a good place to start from. <laughs> uh, I think I think where we should go from here though is maybe we got it. Like I said, we got a bunch of games here. Everyone could see them. Um, what we should do is maybe just start cutting some stuff, and we could talk about it in the process. Uh, does anyone want to go first? Is there a game on here that jumps out to you that you're like, I, I know I don't want that in the top ten? Well, Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, I agree. Why is that on here? I, I, okay, so yeah, fair enough. I, I like Mario Tennis Aces. It's definitely a game that I, uh, when I first was playing it, I thought could make it onto my personal top 10 just because it was really some really solid tennis gameplay uh, with a lot of depth and a lot of complexity. And it felt like a fighting game where there was all these counters to any sort of strong strategy that you would try. And then everyone else stopped playing it, so I did too. 
Uh, and it's not it's not on my top 14. Although now that we're talking about it, maybe I'll go put it in at 15 and we'll make that the top 15 instead. But yes, we can cut that and I'm totally okay with that. I, I wish, I, I don't know what they could have done differently for that one to uh, make it stand out, to make it have a chance. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with cutting it. So I'm gonna just put it down there at the bottom and delete this row. Yeah, I mean, I want to... I wanted to bring up Mega Man 11 because I love it so much and I love Mega Man so much, but I don't know if anybody else has any strong feelings about that, so I'm not going to, you know, be fighting super hard for this to get to get on the list. I mean, it's on my list for sure, but, you know, if other people don't have strong feelings about it, that, that's fine. Crash okay. that! Yep, we can move it down then. All right. Um, Dean, why don't you yeah. uh, go next? Yeah, got I got you here. Um... I thought that uh, 1111 Memories Retold would make my list, but um, the story didn't quite hold together as well as I had hoped. This was a, a nice, uh, you know, sort of uh, memories of World War I uh, kind of uh, piece uh, that, uh, you know, is, is made by the guy who made the, uh, what was that Ubisoft game anyway? Um, so it didn't, it didn't quite sort of pan out as I expected. Uh, so I would take that off the list. Okay, uh, I I have I don't really know what that game is. If while I'm doing that, if you want to just kind of give a quick synopsis, uh, it's about uh, uh, a British soldier in World War One who comes into contact with a German soldier, and each of them has a, a pet as well. Like a, there's a bird and there's a cat, uh, and uh, you can play these characters uh, and, and switch between them uh, during the whole game. Uh, there is, um, a, you know, a, a strong sort of peace message in the game, uh, and there's also ni- a nice twist in this story. Uh, but uh, but for me, the the ending didn't really come together as a as a, a fair really enough. Good um, let's uh, let's move on. Jason, do you have one on here? And you don't have to pick one of your own. I think so far most people have been picking their own. But uh, if you have one on here that you want to, want to try to like challenge at the very least, go ahead. Yeah, um, I think. You know, as much as I enjoyed the messenger, I think we could drop it off this list. Ooh, I'm so I'm right there with you. I, I like Ooh. the messenger, but I don't. I I I realize kind of after giving myself some time, I didn't end up loving it. Um, Mike, though, it, it, feel free to like feel if you want to. Well, th- if I'm the now, only one who loves it. I love it, but uh, well, tell like tell us like why you love it, like just so we can get that out in, in, onto the record. Uh, just I thought that it was a combination of the platforming feeling very good. Uh, I love the whole the mechanic of like you have to hit something in the air to jump again. Just always felt really satisfying to me. Uh, I thought it was actually surprisingly clever uh, and and kind of yeah, funny. Good writing. Uh, very good boss fights. With boss uh, boss fights, easy for me to say. Uh, yeah, but just just all around like as far as these kind of games go, uh, I really enjoyed it. And it you know was also like a lot of game. I liked the kind of twist where it turned into a Metroidvania. Uh, towards the end, so yeah, just just uh, had a great time with that game the whole way through. But okay to move it down, you think? Yeah, yeah. If no one else feels that strongly about it, that's fine. It would be like number eleven or twelve on my list. Really close to my ten. It wasn't in my top five. It was in my top ten. But so yeah, that's fine. I think I liked take... Mega Man more than that. If I was going to make right. a stink about Fair one, it would be Mega Man. I would uh, also take out uh, Donut County, which I I put up there. Um, I think. You know, it was a fun and entertaining game. That's a really good one. Your little, uh, you know, you go around with the hole and you start uh, making things fall into it and it gets bigger and bigger. It's like a Katamari-like concept, I guess. Uh, But, uh, you know, the story was kind of uh, 
just plain silly. <laughs> so there, there were, you know, it, there wasn't anything that but necessarily that's a, that's a good thing about held it, it together and and made it you know made you want to keep on playing it forever and ever. Um, I so. I was um, definitely wanted to keep on playing to see what BK was going to say next. He was a very funny character, well written character, but um, yeah, I, I um. I didn't fall in love with it or anything. I think like, like a lot of people did. So I, I have moved it down and I'm okay with that. Unless anyone has any reservations. Okay. Um, Rowan, I think you're up. If you have one on this list that you're. So to cut. it looks like none of us have strong feelings about mutant year zero. I just started playing it and I'm liking it. It probably deserves to be mentioned here, but I have not played it enough to like say this should definitely be one of our top 10 games. It came out real late in the year. Um, so that might just be an unfortunate function of timing, but uh, it has a temporary recommendation from me, but it doesn't look like we have a, any kind of consensus on it. I, uh, yeah, I so think I, the consensus ahead, is we haven't played enough of it, but the, the ones of us who've played it really like it so far. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, I, good. I, right there with it's the one I've been playing right now uh, when I'm not trying to figure out Oberdin. And I, I'm I'm loving it quite a bit, but I'm in the same exact situation where I'm I'm only a couple missions in, and I've been like restarting those missions quite a lot, just making sure I, I fully understand what I'm doing to to maximize and optimize my playthrough, so that I can once it starts getting harder, I know what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm I'm in that same situation where I'm just like, yeah, I I, I like this, but who knows? It could it could go south at any moment. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like like Rowan said, uh, I would give it a recommendation. It's definitely going to be something where. As we get into 2019, it might be one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, I wish I definitely played more of that and I would have put it higher on my list. As it is, it, it is on like my top 14. I think it's like number 12 right now. Uh, just for yeah. played. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah it's moving on. Uh, Jason, could, could you uh, handle uh, moving stuff down on the list for me? Yeah. Uh, as we talk and stuff, um, that would just help me kind of keep some brain space clear. Okay. So Mutant Year Zero is moving down. All right. That means it's time for me to pick one. Oh, yeah. Detroit Become Human. <laughs> oh, he goes on the attack now. I don't. I, I, I see. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's like a top five game for, for you, Dean. So I'm not sure if that's an attack. If it is, let me know. No, I'll it's more it like uh, number nine on my list. So yeah. So I think, and I think you're like the strongest advocate for it, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth talking about a little bit. I, I didn't quite understand so, yeah. why so many people were against it. You know, um, it's is it the walking simulator kind of criticism? Or um, I don't know. I guess just heavy that, handed. I think a lot of people have had enough of David Cage's shtick at this point. Well, where he's still he's still sending out the blank three thousand page script to let people know, look, look how many words are in this game, and mm-hmm. like he's done that stunt a couple times now. Yeah. And I think uh, he's just, gotten just none of it's impressive you know, to the, me anymore. The, the games have gotten progressively better though since, like, say, Heavy Rain and you know, Beyond Two Souls, and uh, and this one, you know, like it had an amazing you know face. Uh, uh, technology, uh, so these these characters all look, you know, completely, you know, mo-capped humans, right? <laughs> and uh, and that w- that was a uh, important part of the experience. And then they added this flowchart into um, all of the decisions, and you could you could see just how many sort of uh, branching points were in every single chapter, and how the stories could turn out very very differently uh, if you made different choices uh, or you failed to, you know, like execute on one of those quick time events uh, fast enough or whatever. So, uh, uh, th- you know, that, that sort of set up a much better um, sort of way to live up to what his goal is of, of, of creating these interactive cinematic stories, right? 
Um, I and think then, then, it's then you of, just it's get one of the better David Cage games. Is this sure. story? Uh, yeah. Like the last thing is like, is this story actually good? Um, and that's where I think some of the critics pointed out um, this, you know, sort of the obvious uh, sort of Rosa Parks sort of discrimination against robots uh, um, scene that he probably shouldn't have thrown into that game. And so people got so upset about like, uh, you're obviously making this a parable like, uh, of like how we were mean to black people in the old days and now we're mean to androids and it's the same thing, right? And um, I think... Uh, uh yeah you know there there were much stronger parts to the whole experience and story than just that and um uh and so i i, I think you know like there were times when i thought it was much better than westworld right so, so yeah. that's why i i think I feel there's a lot of like this one i don't think anyone necessarily believes that westworld is also a great like among the greatest like android fiction either yeah, it's westworld an, an entertaining it's so show. weird sometimes i think right? yeah. it's no binary domain yeah, the, the, I actually watched Dean play some of this because he was playing at our hotel room. I agree with him that I, I don't quite understand why people are like upset about this game. It seems like mildly, you know, it fine. I don't have, I don't know if I believe it's good. Uh, I think the problem is that you know th- these games are so narrative driven. So what matters is like the storytelling and the whole oh the idea that androids are going to become like the next marginalized class in society is something that has been like incredibly well covered in science fiction already it just doesn't feel like fresh ground yeah and, and and you know that doesn't mean that you can't like find some fresh stuff in there that you enjoy personally i just i don't think it's going to make the cut here so uh yeah and i well, th- i see that jason's already moved it down so my 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 thing is, is that it's it's not subtle and it needs to be you know, yeah, it, it feels like it feels like the message is being driven home by a battleship, <laughs> and it should be driven home by you know a little escort. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's always there for sure. Like you know, the you know the android detective shows up, or the negotiator shows up, and and the the woman whose kid is on the line goes, "You're not going to send an android in there, are you? Oh my god!" It's like. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, they, they. Yeah. They definitely seem to hit those beats hard and repetitively. But okay. I think we're we we're, we feel good about moving Detroit down. Uh, I think that just kind of takes us back to Mike. If we want to keep going around the horn for a little bit, because uh, we still have twenty four games on the list. So, Mike, is there one you want to cut now? Oh gosh. I mean, honestly, just looking at it, it's either games right now that I like or just just haven't played. There's nothing that there's nothing I find super offensive to be honest. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I. I, I think Forza Horizon 4 is fine. I think it's another Forza Horizon. Maybe it's the best one. But I, I, I'm a bit over those games. I think most people aren't like me. Most people are still very high on them. Uh, but that, that's just kind of how I feel about Forza Horizon. I'm not, you know, that into it. So it's it's in my top 10, but it's in, it's in like, I think the number nine slot. Uh, it is... Uh, a great game, and it, I was—I thought I was going to be sick and bounce off, and then I ended up um, liking this one more than any Forza game I've ever played before. It's incredible, but uh, in the end, you're right. It is still essentially an open-world racing game, and we've had a lot of those. And yeah, I, I'm okay with taking that off. Moving on down. Yeah. Dean. Moving on down. Cut something for us. Yeah. Um, I am looking... Uh... 
Oh, uh, I could talk about Dr. Grodbert's Invaders a little bit and then take it off. Uh, it, uh, you know, it is a game for the Magic, Magic Leap one, which costs $2,300. And so, of course, nobody has played this game. And uh, only maybe developers who've bought the Magic Leap one are uh, even aware of it. And um, it's, uh, it is, though, a you know, very well done game from Weta Workshop uh you know, it's a steampunk style to it and uh, the comical British humor, um, you know, very, very contained into a single space because you're basically um, uh, waiting for robots to, to sort of drill their way out of your walls in your home uh, and then you shoot them with a gun. And uh, so there's there's not much to it. But um, but yeah, it's it's an original experience uh, that uh, you know we've never able been able to do before. Where which is like really um, have a, uh, you know cartoon characters coming into our homes uh, in in real life and being able to see them and being able to see your furniture and being able to see your friends all at the same time watching you play this. Uh, it's just a different kind of experience, and it, it really kind of illustrates what you can do with uh, mixed reality or augmented reality. Um, and uh, I think, you know, we're going to get uh, a lot more of the same. They actually worked on this game for like five years alongside the development of the Magic Leap 1. So it, it is a pretty high-quality experience, actually. Um, I would imagine they'd have to, like, know exactly how, like, the... Uh the environment tracking stuff works because it's some yeah it, that's some it tech is, that uh, isn't in in other stuff that you can just like use a that plug gets in to figure into out like so. the annoying part of augmented reality now which is like uh, for about a minute uh, before you boot up this game you have to scan your room like you have to wear the headset and look around and make sure that it knows where the walls are and the furniture is and all that and so like that's just uh, you know something that has to do for the computing of it right now um, right. Um, okay, I think we should keep moving along. Jason, you're up next. Okay. One for us. Yeah, you know, the biggest reason to move Dr. Gorbots is, you know, just the fact that nobody's playing it that doesn't have a very yeah. expensive piece of little hardware. Um, yeah, Dean started by saying that. It's like, he's like, yeah, the, no one's going to play this. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, so I'm committed to the ones I put down here. I don't know if I could, I guess the one, I didn't well, I mean, put this, but the one that I think that would fit the best would be Starlink. Um, it's good. It's definitely the best Star Fox game made in years, but it's, yeah. it, it's not the a other one. I think I'm the one that put game. that down. Yeah, I'm the one that put it, it, that down, it, and I, I agree. It, it might be one of my top ten for my list, but yeah, I uh, have kids. I, yeah, it will. You know, it's even fun if you don't have kids. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, my kid's not playing. I'm playing. I'm enjoying it, but it is. Um, I forgot about it when I was doing my top 10 list. So yeah, that's that kind of says enough for, for me and I like, it. And I think I'm the one that put it down here. So, uh, clearly I'm like, yeah, I could, I really do like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but I think it's just doing a lot of stuff really well when it comes to making sure that you're always moving forward and you're always progressing and the, the flying feels really good. And then when you're ready for another mission, you just press up on the D pad and they just give you one and you just keep going. And it has that really nice sense of, uh, of mechanical and, uh, and gameplay momentum that I, I, I really appreciate in any game I'm playing, especially one on the switch. Um, but I think you're right here. It's not going to hang with what el what else is on this list. Yeah, and the toys are fun to play with, even when you're not playing with the game. But um, I got yeah, the digital version, so I don't know about that. Yeah. It, it's definitely not something I would put in the same category as these. All right, Rowan. So I added Slay the Spire to the bottom of the list here with a question mark. Um, it technically came out at the end of last year, but 
in early access, which it still is in. Um, but like everyone I know who's played it picked it up at some point earlier this year and right. fell in love with it. I think it's so, completely fair to consider for this list if you want to. Uh, uh, yeah, if, sure. I know both Jason and I fell in for, into it pretty hard. Yeah, it's great. So, if, can you guys? Because I, I people, I see people playing it uh, like on my Steam friend list, and I um, keep meaning to check it out because people seem to be really into it, and I still have no idea even what it is. So it's a deck building roguelike, uh, to use the buzzwords. But um, there are three classes or four classes of characters who start with like very generic kinds of cards that you use for combat, and you know that way you you know throw out an orb card that does three damage or whatever to enemies and. Um, then as you're every time you win a fight and you progress down these nodes each of which has a fight or sometimes an event but every time you win a fight you can get cards that make your character kind of increasingly complex so you have like the character who's built on uh the there's a robot character who's built on like throwing orbs in the air and they automatically do damage or do defense uh depending on what kind of orb they are and then you can just like slowly build the character via more complex and powerful cards that you just get from naturally playing so what it has is a really good core loop of um feeling like you have rpg progression coming from something that's not used for rpg rpg progression at all and uh, it, it's just really appealing that both as an RPG and as a card game in that way. And, you know, all the it, it looks and sounds great, too. But, uh, yeah, there's, it's um, one of the cleverest pieces of design that I've seen in a long time. I, I, OK, yeah, that description alone, I could see why people are kind of falling for that game. That does sound like a, uh, a, a good combination of stuff that's like, OK, I could just throw myself into this for a while. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's fantastic. And, you know, the developer is supporting it and doing more with it. And it's, it, it, it's definitely something else. So how, how are you guys feeling about moving it down, keeping it? Like I said, it's okay to be on this list uh, in terms of when it was released for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The question mark is for release. It's not for uh, okay. quality because I think well, the-, the quality is more than enough to have it there. Okay, so if you if you guys want to keep it there for now, uh, what else would you cut, uh, Owen? Uh, I would say we've got two military shooters here in Battlefield Five and Black Ops Four, and unless we're like really down to keep both of them, I would say we should pick whichever one's better. I tell you what, as as I was looking at it again, I was eyeing Battlefield Five there and <laughs> thinking, hmm. it it does seem like the most obvious candidate, which brings us back to Dean. Uh, Hey, you know, you know I, I like Battlefield um, Five just fine, but I actually I'm not, on my on my list today, you know, I, I put uh, Battlefield Five ahead of, ahead of Call of Duty uh, because right, so Call of Duty. This is the one year it's, Call of Duty is actually good. It's actually, it's actually <laughs> this is um, the first time I would have backed you up on Call of Duty. Hey, I, I'm not Our, saying I want to. Battlefield Five not saying I that want no one cares about this year. I'm not, I, I don't oh want to knock gosh. Call of Duty up. I think it's better than a lot of these games out there. Um, I, so I think that what, Rowan's right though is that we got uh, there are two military shooters, and when like I, like these are the kind of kinds of um, decisions that have to be made. At, like well, when you're looking at still 21 that, games. Let's, let's take a few more out before we get to this one. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with so waiting on that. That's just the how one about that like uh, I can take off uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mean, I think yeah, it was a fun experience, and it was good to sort of close the trilogy of uh, rebooted Lara Croft games. And, uh, uh, and yet it, it didn't necessarily feel like, um, you know, it, it took this in a, uh, direction that was more dramatic. I mean, it was sort of more of the same of what you saw in Rise of the Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider, where, um, 
you know, she. I'm. Uh, I think she's you, more I think mature. Right. That one can right, but I think that one can go right down yeah. uh, right now because I, I don't. I think you like it the most, and it doesn't sound like you even really uh, love it necessarily. Yeah, I mean, um, the ending that was kind of—I was split on the ending. Like there was part of the ending that was kind of dumb, and there's part of the ending that was good. I think uh, we can count that as as Rowan's, uh, since he made try to make two, and you just kind of made that as a concession to him to keep my doors. <laughs> I uh, so yeah, God, let me look at this list now. Um, I'm building consensus here. Yeah, you're <laughs> building bridges. Um, oh, this is a tough list now. All of a sudden. This is a hard one to pick anything. I'm curious from. what Dean what, what Dean thinks now is more worthy of getting thrown off than Battle. He'll he'll, he'll get his, oh, he'll yeah. get his turn. Let me just <laughs> let me find something here. I, I I guess I would say Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is tough because it actually is one of mine. Um, oh, that's a good game. It is a good game. I don't know. I like because there's a lot of stuff. Nah. I think it's that's not... going to stay for a bit. I don't know. Okay. I think, All right. Who, who the... got the farthest into that game, by the way? I did because I reviewed it. Um, I, I I I like it, but it like the the grind was real. We could talk about that. Let's give that its chance in a little bit. Okay, then in that case, uh, Smash Brothers. Oh, you do me dirty! <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! I my like number Smash one Brothers. game. My number one game. I like it. Ooh, at theme. two. Day. No one else here cares about Smash Bros. That's my problem. Well, I mean, if it's not that we don't care. Um, I'm saving it for my kids' birthday pre- uh, Christmas present, so I'm not going to play it until Christmas Day. I, you're not even gonna, you're not even going to give me a. We'll put it at ten for Mike. Well, no, we could if, if it's your number one. If that's the one you want to like spend, if you want to put use that token, which everyone's probably going to get at least one of, and you want to spend it now on that's Smash Brothers, we can on. do that. But then, like. But then it's going to be like, well, then, you know, Monster Hunter is going to be up and stuff and, and some other well, stuff. And it's, it's going to get tough. Uh, well, I could already tell you that I care way more about Smash Bros. than Monster Hunter. Okay. Well, then, I mean, if does anyone else have any have anything for Monster Hunter? I played the first couple hours and liked it, but knew that it was an investment and never actually invested. So Same here. Uh, I, I tried it on PS4. got through those got pretty far. I was trying to really love it. Uh, and then I'm like, I got to a point where I fell off. So I'm like, I'll just try it on PC. And then got on PC and tried to do those first hours again and couldn't get over that hump because it was just like, it was too much, too long, uh, too boring. Monster Hunter was my number, I think it was my number 10. I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, and I think the admirable thing about it is that we have all these online focus games that come out and just aren't good until months later. And Monster Hunter World was good right away. It felt complete right away, too. Which... Really good. It's really yeah. good. I mean, it has its, it has its like sort of... um. Uh, hiccups with trying to make sure that you're going to be able to play with each other at the same time, but that's kind of a, a, a little bit beside the point of whether or not it's good. It is good, that for sure. I think though that we can safely move it down. Um, okay. that's a hard so, one to move down though, because it's you know it's one I, of I the agree. you know it's one of the best selling games. It's it's definitely Capcom's biggest biggest hit of the year. Um, there weren't any real problems with it. It's it. It'll, you know, Monster Hunter really has only one problem, and that's the time commitment. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, the way that we all try to play different, many different things, and, you know, I can't speak for many of you others, but Ro and I, the games that we get into just take hours and hours and hours. Uh, well, once in a while, like, I, I'm like you guys, I get into a Total War game. Yeah. So, all right, so we have... um. 19 games. Here. That's a hard one. Uh, That's a hard one to knock off because it's it is. I mean, I think good. it's going to be kind of hard going forward though. 
Um, you know, and I, this is a, you know, it's an arbitrary process and like why 10 games, uh, you know, it's, it's a dumb thing overall, but I think it helps us sort of like, really, yeah, I mean, it's a good round number, but it, it helps us sort of calcify our ideas and like why we like these games and, and making tough decisions brings out an interesting conversation. So none of this means that like Monster Hunter is a bad game. Like we can't, no one could really think of anything bad to say. So, so yeah, like don't feel bad about having to it's a good game. I think I think from here we need to move into more of a consensus thing because yeah. we we really like all of these here. I was just going to say like I was like so we, does anyone have any ideas about like should we start I, I deciding like things that should be in Jeff, the top ten for sure? I'm kind of wondering Jeff like why why is Frostbunk still there and like uh, kind of want to hear you like talk about that. I, well, let Rowan first. Rowan's got some really good thoughts on it. Well, um, what I was going to say first is that, yeah, there are a few indie games that it looks like we only have one person who's really gung-ho for on here, and I feel like going through those uh, would be the next step, and that would be Echo, Frostpunk, um, Oberdin, and Astrobot Rescue Mission. And I'm not saying that these are bad, they just only seem to have one major proponent right now. So I will, I'll be throwing myself behind Astrobot, because I know that's one of my okay. favorites. So th- th- that one's kind of... That's that one's kind of safe, and okay. and eco is the one where it's like I'll cut all my other games for eco. I just want to get it in at number ten if I can. Well, how about um, we just start at the top of the list and just talk about them and see where we? Well, I mean, what, what were the other, like? Okay, no, Frostpunk, and what was the other one? Uh, Oberdin. Uh, does yeah. it, does anyone else care about Oberdin? I do. I do. Yeah, I, I've heard extremely good things. I just haven't gotten to it myself. I just haven't played it. Yeah. Right, and Jason, you said you do. You you put it on here. Uh, I put it on here, and I think it's fantastic. Um, but. You know, the one I'm going to fight for is Pillars of Eternity, too. So if Oberdin doesn't make the cut, it doesn't make the cut. Well, it's, um, uh, I, yeah, I I think we could probably cut it. I think it's, um, I've probably gotten about a third of the way through it. Yeah, I'm at like 20 out of 60, um, like, crimes solved or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've solved 11. So, yeah, so I don't think I'm quite far enough to know if I'm going to continue loving it as much as I do, which is, is a lot. Yeah, um, which is, but it's another consequence of coming out later in the year. For sure, and and then like all those other games, good games coming out right after it. Like I started putting time into Mutant Year Zero, and so yeah, okay, yeah. I I think what we could do now this 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 looks pretty fair. I I, I like Frostpunk a lot. We can try to cut that one real quick if anyone thinks we probably should. But um, so I I got tried to get into Frostpunk for end of year stuff, both for us and for Three Moves Ahead, the strategy game mm-hmm. podcast, and uh, um, like I really loved how it looked and felt. Um, I like my city builders to be sad. Uh, mm-hmm. I like them to have a sense of history. I like them to have a sense of like scale and tragedy and all. And it was doing that for me. And then I started playing the BattleTech expansion and right. never actually went back. I it didn't actually click with me too far as a game, and that that might just be because of bad timing. I don't I don't want to judge the entire thing, but I did not add my name to it on that because I was still in the first mission, just kind of doodling around figuring things out when i got distracted so that's so uh, I, it, i'm okay with it being on the list conceptually i just can't right throw my and, and i think I, I you know I'll, I'll i'll speak for it i really like it a lot i just don't know if i'm going to be able to uh, convince anyone it should stay and also get eco at the same time <laughs> uh so i'm kind of looking forward to, i'm like looking into the future and seeing that conversation happening so, so i think we probably can cut frostpunk i'm gonna Bruce put the spike it, says it goes i'm gonna put it in a middle region so okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I do want to like back up. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to kind of speak to it real quick, it is like all the things that Rowan said. It's it's sad and moody, and it, you know, and and it forces you to make all those tough decisions about managing people, and it is very much 
like it's a city management game, but it really comes down to managing the people that make up that city. And you feel, you feel the consequences of those decisions really uh, viscerally. And, um, and then it also still has all, has all these really interesting pathways to get to points where you can deal with those crises that keep coming up. And one of them was just like going down the religion route and using religion as a, a tool and a weapon and kind of, having access to that was like, it was super empowering and fun and like intoxicating and having that intoxicating feeling after so many hours of just like, just scraping by and barely making it work. It was really kind of a, a fun moment, a special moment. We talked about that earlier this week. So, yeah, so, it, yeah. you know, I played about two hours of it and I, it, it's definitely one of those games I would love to get more into. I just, yeah. I'm not able to. Yeah. Just really, it really clicked on me. It was my first run and I got through it and I was like, yeah, so I felt pretty good about it. But, um, yeah, I think we can at least move it down and kind of work with what we have right now. Um, so yeah, let's kind of move these just down a little I mean, to bit. Me, to me, to uh, me, I'm I'm starting to wonder about whether Hitman Two or Odyssey are really ones that I would want on the list. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think well, I, those are one, those are a couple that I I definitely feel strongly about. I mean, I, I was willing to cut Odyssey until I heard that like. I'm Mike feels really good about it, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised like, well, if he does too. Then I'm I'm probably going to be willing to. I'm surprised uh, everyone's turning against the Odyssey. Bit. I thought this was There's more room down here. I want to. Um, I'm, I'm not too. I'm surprised everyone's turning against Odyssey already. I'm not turning <laughs> against that. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you. Uh, I, I, I'm not super far in it. I finally started it, but I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Right. I'm sorry. Let me just. Do, I uh, well. Are, are we prepared to talk about Odyssey right now, or do we want to? No. So no. I think. Bit? I think what we should do is. Um, I've tried to make like a five spots up here at the top. Uh, why don't we just all pick one game that we know we definitely want to be in the top ten? Okay, I'm putting pillars. Jeff, you want me? You want Echo? Echo. Let's uh, yeah. Let's uh, hang on. Let's talk. It, let's talk it out though, real quick. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to make this list make sense in any way. Dean, um, you erased mine. No, I'm not. I'm not typing. Okay. So I, I think I might have just accidentally done that. Who knows? Um, let me yeah, I think, I think I think press Control Z a couple times because pillars got lost. Pillars is yeah I, anymore. Okay, or I, just type it in again. Wow, Jeff, you ruined everything. I, I know. I was just trying to move the list around. And things must have just gotten eaten. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, okay. I just got an email from Obsidian telling me that the entire Pillars Two experience was on sale let now. Me, l- let me hit Control Z until it fixes everything. <laughs> All right, there's pillars. Fired. All right, is that right? Wait, why don't we just it's type so it back in? so upside down. <laughs> it looks so bad now. It's so messed up. Yeah, the battlefield got, got moved down. Weirder. Yeah, the county got moved just... up. Um. <laughs> Battle tech got moved down, even though. No, it's it, yeah. It, 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 like there's just holes in this I, list. You want me to help? Uh, try to help? Or, or, okay, well, look, somebody's on it. Maybe we should just like. Recreate the list. Yeah, let's. We let's, need that yeah, little can, graphic of the puppy who move, uh, up the move Donut County system. down. Donut yeah, hang on. I, I will. I will. Let's. Uh... D, you know more things that Jeff White does this. I like it. There we go. No, that's not it. And, and, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, if you know a game's going to be in the top uh, five, or like, if you know what you want it in the top ten, let's do it. Let's start with you, Mike. Go ahead and pick one of your games. We'll put I it want in Smash top. in there. Okay. Smash you. All right. Mosh, mosh, mosh. How about you, Dean? Yeah, Red Dead. And God of War. But Red Dead. You don't get to. But God of War, is, I like a lot also, so don't worry about it. You don't have to spend a token on that one. All right. Uh, Jason, how about you? 
Um, I'm going to put Pillars in. Okay. Because that's my favorite game of the year. Rowan. Battletech. All right. And I'll just get it out of the way. Let's just put Eco up there. All right. Okay, so... Wait, we didn't this is we didn't move Battlefield Five down yet. Did... Yeah, hang on. I'll, I'll like the list got messed up. That is what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think. It, who else hates Jeff? Yeah, I know. I hate myself <laughs> right now too, quite a bit. All right, I think uh, COD would part. still be there after Battlefield or with Battlefield, and I think that's yeah, Call of Duty. That's, that's good for now. Bunch. If we, if we yeah. don't think of it, then we don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the fourteen. I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right then. So then we're we're looking at this middle list then right here. Celeste, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Hitman Two, Into the Breach, Marvel, Spider Man, Slay the Spire, God of War, Tetris Effect, Battlefield Five, and Call of Duty. Um, so we have- I really want to hear from Je- from Dean why once again the two military shooters are among the best games of the year. Well. Sadly, well, I mean, like, it's the combination of the two that actually gives you the great military experience. <laughs> <laughs> two great I mean, things that go great together. Uh, Call of Duty has Blackout, right? It's got a great Battle Royale um, uh, game that uh, you know I got into, even though I didn't get into either Fortnite or PUBG. Uh, and you know, it, it sort of simplified things. It made it familiar enough for me to know what I'm doing and to, to shoot so that that was like a spectacular addition to call of duty and um i think uh you know they did the multiplayer well enough it was okay uh zombies zombies still has some basic uh you know challenges uh, for me to get into because zombies and they tripled down on zombies right and they uh but zombies um uh you know you, you don't you never get the whole part of the story unless you can play it for you know several hours straight without dying right and that's just basically impossible um so uh you know there's a whole third of that game that i never really get into battlefield 5 had very good a very good update uh with you know the additional uh, story the last tiger story uh was a good one and a map where you could fight it out um with uh, tanks versus tanks really and and that was what was missing about the early part of Battlefield 5 which almost you know felt very incomplete especially without a battle royale mode um so um you know it, it's kind of a uh toss up for me on those two but uh I, I I say that I've been enjoying and playing Battlefield 5 more uh and playing Call of Duty less Right. So okay. So I think I think this. I think I know how to solve this. Let's do another round where we all add one game if we have one we want to add, and then we'll see what games we have left off, and we'll talk about each of those and and see if we need to like make any exchanges or anything like that. Does that work? That works. Let's see what that does. All right, uh, Mike. Let's just go back to you. Let's start with you once again. Uh, Spider Man. Okay. All right, Dean. What are you putting up? Got a war. Get one. Okay. We're gonna, never mind, this isn't going to solve it. I thought you were going to pick Battlefield Five or Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, solving it perfectly. We'll just have to leave both those games. Out. <laughs> You're right. Never no, mind. What I, am I saying? I, I think that's what's going to happen because the quality of the other games here are is high enough. Yeah, that works. I mean, yeah. I guess when you had to pick, you picked God of War. So Let's yeah. keep this process going. Let's see what else. Jason, yeah. here. go ahead. I thought Mike was going to pick God of War, but hey, Jason, uh, p- pick uh, which one you want to put up. Uh, Dead Cells. 
Okay. Uh, we lost that one. Yeah, yeah we the did. One. Cool. Well, I'm glad you remembered that. I would have forgotten. I wouldn't have forgotten. Okay. Um. All right, then, Rowan. Slay the Spire. Move it up. And then, let me see. I would... Ooh, man. There's a lot of good games there. There are. I see at least one we're going to have to put in. Yeah. Um... Jeez. I feel like you don't want to waste your vote for it because you know we're just going to put it in. Yeah, I think so too. But so, on the other hand, if that's not your strongest opinion, then yeah. maybe that's no, you're right. left I, off. I, it, it, it isn't, and actually my list would actually support this. I do put the game that I think I'm going to pick higher than the one I know will make it. Um, but no, actually there's two that I think, God. So here's my, right now I'm like, I can't decide between Hitman 2 and Into the Breach. I think Tetris Effect is going to make it for sure. Um and I, I hold a torch for Hitman 2 and Into the Breach. Uh, I think Into the Breach is going to make it as well. So I'm going to say Into Hit- the Breach is I, Celeste is going to make it for sure for as well. God, there's me. a lot of games up here. I am actually not that huge on Into the Breach. Really? I, I like it a lot. It's it's very clever. It's very good. But I did not fall in love with it like I did the other games you know, that I put out I, here. So I, I, it's like it's one that I support being on the list, but it's not one that I'm going to say needs to be on the list. Yeah, here, here's my secret I've kind of kept from Jeff. I didn't get into Into the Breach. Okay. <laughs> and and if I try to get Hitman 2 on the top 10 list, am I going to face some some pushback there? Nope. Um, not, 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 no, not a ton. I mean, it depends. Not, necess- not necessarily. I'll get upset not like- if you're like, Hitman 2 is going to be on there, but Celeste isn't. Then I'll be upset. Right, I don't think I'm going to do that necessarily, but I don't know if I want to make I that decision. Like that. I think there's I mean, some other I, decisions we can make. Uh, I like. I okay, like I'm, just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna. Let me just put Hitman Two up there. I, I'm just going to commit now. Um, but I, I mean, I would ask though, like, do you, would you still consider such a slow game like Hitman Two to be more interesting than slow. something as dramatic as Battlefield Five? Right. I mean, I, I mean, Hitman Two is way, I, m- way more fun to me. I don't understand this criteria, to be honest. Yeah, because it's not, it's not about slow; it's about like the possibility space and all that stuff. Um, let's. Is it Red Dead famously slow? Yeah, yeah. Red Dead is incredibly Thank slow. You, yeah, I Thank can talk you, about Rowan. Red Dead in a different way, but uh, I mean, you <laughs> it, know, it's, the good it's slow. Good. And <laughs> Hitman Two, uh, you know, is entirely up to you, right? Uh, it's it's like uh, you you are so you are working on it it's very emergent uh battlefield 5 is is in, in a lot of ways it's the opposite like you're sitting back and you're watching some of this great stuff happen you're not winning me over like yeah that look okay yeah i i you're definitely right. different and it's, it's okay that you like that more uh that's not gonna win me over though i think what we should do now though is um there are a lot of good games that have been left out of the top 10 and i don't and let's i mean i'll put it this yeah the four well, what's oh, left so from last, what's last left there? Into the breach. From what's left there, Tetris Art- Effect are all better than Battlefield Five and Call of Duty. Well, like. from what's left there, I take Call of Duty off. Right, so I can do that. Okay, you, you okay? So we can just move Call of Duty down. All right, great. I would say that Celeste not being there is distressing me by far the most. Yes, same. Like, I, I'm actually having anxiety about it. <laughs> okay, all right. So here's what we got to do then. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. Celeste has to be up on the list. We have to figure out what we're cutting then. And then our then our say um, Battlefield Five is as an experience is more enjoyable than Odyssey. Like Odyssey to me, the, the thing that's missing is is great mo-capped faces, right? Uh, the the expressions that you see on the face of the girl, like as you know somebody's going over the cliff, uh, you know, it's just it's not realistic looking. I actually, yeah, I agree completely. And that's that's kind of the funny thing about Odyssey and Red Dead 
is like Red Dead is obviously like just gorgeous with it's the perfect, way um, right? you know. Well, yeah, the 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 at the animation quality and the acting quality is incredible, and I think the in, the question I'm tussling with is is that worth it? Like having the game be maybe not all that good because in because the the gameplay uh, Odyssey is much more satisfying to me, whereas the gameplay of Red Dead Redemption is usually, you know, ride a horse, keep tapping the A button to go a little faster, then maybe get into a fight where you push the L button, aim up a little bit and shoot their heads, and, you know, you, you win. So it is just kind of like, man, you know, somewhere there's a perfect game that has both of these things, but it's kind of, you know, what matters. And it does feel I like you're making that- a sacrifice there, right? Because it's like the the motion-capped faces, um, you know, they don't leave room for imagination, and it seems like, a, like Ubisoft is making a deliberate choice. Like, when you go to pick up an item in Red Dead, the entire action is very, very meticulously crafted and animated. And in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, she just stands there and the stuff zooms from the ground into into her pocket. These are two completely different schools of thought about how to pick an item off the ground. And they're making both these choices for, for reasons. And I think the reason in Ubisoft is that it leaves the room in your imagination to like fill in those gaps instead of having Red Dead say, this is what well, this character is mean, going to do in this situation. Favor can, I, can I interject? Like yeah, please, Jason. It, it distresses me that we're caring about motion capture as a as a criteria for these top games. When I mean, it, it's so many of these games don't have motion capture. I, I don't feel like it's it's it, it's fair. Well, I think I them. think like you know, Hitman Two handled it well, where they they just do you do this motion comic like thing or still frames with voiceover that gives you the feeling that you've got this this pretty you know. Uh, dramatic, uh, you know, sort of story element that that's happening, and and so I, I don't think you need um, the really great uh, mocap to tell a great story. And Hitman Two kind of proves that. It's just that some of the animations in Assassin's Creed are so bad they distract me out of that story. Well, here's my other thing. Really, more importantly, is that we're talking about Battlefield Five over Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I feel like these are both games that might just be left off the list anyway. Yeah, I, I think what we have is we have like a, a pretty solid seven or so that are definitely going to be there. And then there's about five that we're working on getting like two or three of. Yeah, um, I, yeah. And I would say right now the ones we have two slots for Slay the Spire, Hitman, Celeste, Assassin's Creed, and maybe Battlefield, and maybe Tetris Effect, but nobody seems to have a strong feeling about Tetris Effect. So no, I, we haven't gotten there yet. I, we I haven't had a chance strong. to talk about it. Do we want? To but but no one's no one's felt like putting it yeah. up there, and like that that's sort of the into the breach thing. I feel like where we liked it, mm-hmm. but maybe we don't. We I, I do. Lo- I do love Tetris right Effect, now. but it's it is um it is just for me. It's just behind Hitman Two and. And into the breach and dead cells and um, eco. So for me, yeah, I mean, I would love to see Tetris Effect up there. Uh, but if I'm saying like I'm gonna, if I want to keep those other games, there's no way I can also get Tetris Effect up there. I, I, I would, just realized Astrobot was another game that disappeared. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it is hard. Okay, so um, I, I I think I agree with Mike's assessment though that uh, Assassin's Creed and Battlefield Five probably aren't going to make it on the list. Um, Dean. I know you you really like Battlefield Five. You've you put but you put up Red Dead first. You put up God of War first. Um, uh, I, I don't can, know. I, what, I think Battlefield Five has its uh, flaws as well. So I mean, you know, yeah, and I, I should have like done a whole single like, player campaign, but they did. 
Right. And it's, uh, and if you really kind of feel like you need Call of Duty along with it to get the full experience of what you're looking for there, I think that kind of says uh, a lot. Um, and yeah, let's just move Assassin's Creed Odyssey down. It's a, it, it is a great game, but it's, um, it is kind of one of those, and it's just a very it's good repeating. one of those. It, it also feels like it's a really good one of those after they had another really good one of those last year. Yes, that's fair. I do think it is significantly better than Origins. I didn't even like Origins. I think it's better like Odyssey. Odyssey yeah, I like, I like this Odyssey more enough. than you know any other memorable um, Assassin's Creed for sure. Okay, so then now I look at that and I go, I still okay. go like, why? Why are you trying to tell me that Tetris is there's something new about Tetris that I need to know about? Well, let's see. Okay. Well, now I want Tetris Effect on there for sure, just because Dean put it like that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, so the mocap on each of the pieces is just amazing. <laughs> so, okay. So, the, the, my defensive Tetris Effect is um, Tetris has always been a perfect game, and you, they don't have to change much to, to make it continue to be really excellent. Um, it is still just seven pieces falling down, and you're trying to make lines. It's, it, it is what it is there. Um, what this game does, though, is it explores the relationship between mechanics and then visuals and sound. And and when people, I think we all kind of want to reduce games to just their mechanics. Um, like it, like I remember playing maybe Goldeneye. It was that where I'm like, you could just kind of look at the radar up on the top right and and just be looking at that, and that's the whole game. And what you don't really need the rest of this stuff here. And and what Tetris Effect does is it says, um, no the way that the game sounds and the way the game looks and what is happening visually around those mechanics is also the game. It is like the, um, uh, the space between the notes. It is the, um, uh, it is the Kuleshov effect in movies. It's putting two frames, one next to the or two shots, one in front of the other. And that is where the meaning is created. And in games, that's where the meaning is created between the relationship between the visuals and the mechanics. And this game just absolutely crushes that to the point where, and I didn't even like mention this like on Twitter and was like, and wasn't going to ever like really tell anybody until I saw a bunch of people say this. I like teared up playing it just from like the, the emotional weight of feeling like that, like just this game having an effect on me without having to um, uh, tell a story or, or use like language or anything like that. It was, it was, it's really, really powerful stuff. Um, By the way, you just described that, the, you just described journey for me. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, maybe, but I mean, Journey was probably one of your favorite games. That when yeah, it's it one of my favorite out, games. Right? I, yeah, I, 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 I've still never played Journey. I'm going to play it when it comes to PC. Oh, Journey's super good. Yeah. Um, for me, like that's what it was like. It was like this really revelatory thing. It'd be like, okay, no, this stuff all matters. You have to have it all. It is the it is the complete package that matters. It's not just mechanics. Um, you know, that said, it's like number four or five on my personal list. And if if I, if we feel like we can cut it and feel good about that, I, I think I'm okay because the games that I've put above it, I, I actually do yeah, I, end up liking more. I like Tetris Effect quite a bit too. Not as much as you, but I, I'm also okay seeing it kind of go here. So Tetris Effect to me is my favorite Tetris since the original. Um, my only thing is I wish it was multiplayer. Yeah, and it's it's definitely not what it, it's not trying to do that. So it's not like it's yeah. this um this uh, bait and switch or anything like that. But there is like that. I think the um the other mode that isn't the journey mode 
where you're going through the levels one by one. And it's this curated experience. There's just, it, it's a lot, there's a lot of different options and you don't necessarily know where you're supposed to be. And if you want to kind of be score chasing with your friends, there's almost too much. So you don't really know which, which, um, which thing you should be trying to like, uh, you know, go, go against each other. And it's, it's, it's almost too much and it's not, uh, presented well enough where it feels like, Oh, this is really going to be a good ongoing experience, which is kind of where I, um, when I was kind of thinking about where the game sat with me when I was doing the review, that's where I started kind of pulling back and saying, it's great. It's amazing. Um, but as a game, as a long-term product, maybe it's not as, as, um, perfect as I thought it was when I first started like writing my review. So, yeah, I feel good about moving it down now. Uh, I'm glad I got. Oh to yeah, you that. gave that game a 100, didn't you? Uh, almost, I almost did. And then right before we published it, I was like really thinking about all those other modes and kind of came back. And I think I ended up, ended up giving it a 95. Okay. So um, I am okay with leaving Slay the Spire. Like I love it, and if it it should be in the top 10, if we want it to be there. But like I think that it, it is it is fine to go to bat for it next year. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I agree. It, it, and especially because I know that Celeste is going to make that top 10, that yeah. uh, something's got to be sacrificed. And that one seems to be. Uh, so, the, so then I think, I think we can also probably cut into the breach then. Um, Cause I don't think anyone quite loves it as much as me. And we're kind of already getting down. I love it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I like so Celeste I, better. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think like, so we moved to slay the spire down and now we have, Astrobot and into the breach, and uh, I think. The, I, go ahead, Rowan. I mean, th- those are those would be eleven and twelve, so we would have yeah, they, something else down. Oh yeah, for sure. I, and I'm discussing that. I think, um, uh, Mike, do you want to try to get Astrobot into the top ten? It's kind of. I think it's kind of up to you because I, I, uh, I do want I mean, to hear would, that. I just don't know what we cut necessarily, and I right. I, I mean, what you would have. I don't mind. want to put it above any of my other games. Uh, I just you know Celeste. I mean, uh, Astrobot is fantastic. It's both a super charming and fun and clever 3D platformer and also just this great VR experience that finally, I think, gives VR its, its sort of killer app moment. Uh, so it's definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, I'm not going to sacrifice Smash Brothers or Spider-Man for it. Is there a game up there that like jumps out at you that you like someone else's that you might want to push down and make the argument? Like, are you trying to you're trying to turn me against Red Dead? Is that what you're doing? I mean, I would love to, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I like it more than Red Dead, but that that was that was Dean's one, right? No, no, yeah, I'm not really saying Red yeah, Dead. I'm, I'm wondering, like, because I know. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's some games here I haven't played, but like, I mean, th- there's nothing on here that aren't like the people's favorite. Like, Echo means nothing to me, but that's super important, right? To yeah, you, that's, right. That's that's my uh, one. Say, Say a Battletech. Battletech means something to me, but super important to Rowan. So I, it's like there's none of the first picks that I would remove for it. There's neither of mine that I would remove for it. So I'm kind of at an impasse, right? Right. Yeah. I. I then I mean the only one because it, it, it's mine. Like Hitman Two. Like I, I want to keep Hitman Two up there, but if you want to make an argument for Astrobot, I know uh, that's good. Actually, you know what? I'd be willing to hear. You know it. what? I think I want to put Astrobot in front of Hitman Two because, you know, I don't know. I feel Hit, Hitman Two is great, but it is. Correct right, me wrong. It is largely Hitman One, some more it, with yeah, some improvements. It's, it's Hitman One, second season that never was. It's it really is that. It absolutely is. I, I and that's good. I love that. I'm glad this game exists exactly the way it is. Um, but I could see that being a, a reason why it's like when we're talking about the top ten games of the year. Um, 
that you know there is something to be said for doing something uh new and fresh as well as doing stuff really well which you know hitman 2 does stuff really well and the, the stuff it does new and fresh is sort of like how it pre- presents ideas and stuff um but astrobot is doing quite a lot new and, and i feel good about astrobot i like that game quite a bit so i, I think i can be okay with this switch and, and we could maybe i'd be very happy with that maybe yeah. lock in our 10 games and not necessarily in any order yet yeah, then we can figure, yeah, because then, I, I, when I look at that list, I feel real good about it. It's just the order at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Hitman 2, and I'm still playing it, and, uh, you know, it holds my attention. Uh, the only thing I, I think is that there there is a bit of a lie in, in there when you know, they say you can do anything and find any way to take out your target sure. uh, because there, there's can, there are time limitations that come into some of these things and if you don't take well, yeah, the a target the, out the, the, at a certain the, time then you sort of lose this avenue to do a certain kind of take it take yeah but that doesn't mean that the, the avenue didn't exist yeah. it just means you have to like but you play have within to sort the of, confines you of, have to rush your way to that one in order to do right it, when you're still trying to soak in all these different ways that you could pull this off yeah <clears> for sure and that's i think what you're talking about there is just sort of learning what rules does Hitman 2 take very seriously and what stuff does it sort of let you play around with? And those, those routines and the way stuff works and like triggering certain events to happen. Uh, you just have to kind of uncover those as you play. It's really hard to even explain. And then like sometimes, I tell you, sometimes it just leads you right to the way to take somebody out so easily. Right, but then there's like these right. really, really, really well hidden things like, um, the way to kill both the, the father and the daughter on the Miami level at the same time, like you have to uncover exactly the way to get him in the right position to do that. And it's, it's, you know, it involves like just moving this dongle from one place to the other and messing up this laptop, which messes up the satellite and he goes to fix it. Something he would never do otherwise. And then you just kind of wait for him to say the right thing. And then you push him and he falls and falls in right on top, right on top of uh, her race car, <laughs> kills them both at the same time. And you just hop cool. in the helicopter and you go. And I think I beat the, I did, I like perfected that route to a point where I beat that mission in like less than five minutes. And it was like this and without getting seen or anything like that, it was this really like perfect route. Um, and, and yeah, like that requires just playing the map, the thing, the map over and over and sort of really soaking it in. And that's just part of Hitman, um, which is a great game. And yeah, number 11, number 11, best game of the year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. So I say we, uh, I'm pretty happy do... with this list. I- I think now it's time to rank it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. We just gotta. Now that we've it. done the easy bit, yeah. I I think this I, will be easier. Yeah, I never know. I never know like what's going to be the harder part. I, I mean, I, we have to pick a game of the year, and like, I don't know if we do we start there or do we want to like put stuff in a top five and a top and a bottom five and sort of just. And just uh, FYI, I think I've got about ten minutes. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, wonderful. All right. Yeah, I think we do a top five, bottom five, and kind of work from there, just like we did last year. That okay. worked. Well, then let's. Okay, Mike. What's going to go in the top five? I think Celeste's game of the year, just in terms of total consensus of how much of us love it. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. we could just do that. Don't hate it. Uh, is it? I mean, unless anyone else. Well, let's feels let's let, let's put it there for now, and I, I, we'll see if we can knock it out with anything. I, I'm I'm okay with that though. That that sounds right to me. I think you're right that when we when all is said and done, uh, it does feel like it will have the most support, uh, just broadly. Um, Dean, what do you want to put in the top five? Uh, I would put uh, both God of War and Red Dead over Spider-Man, which is one of my picks. Um, so that's, okay. uh, that's we'll, some we'll, of the okay. Give me the one of those two, then you want to put up in the top five for now. Uh, I, I would still Red put Dead Red, or God of War? Still put Red Dead above. 
Okay. Um, Jason. Um, I would like dead cells in the top five because my other one would have been Celeste from this list. Okay. Uh, Rowan, I I, I think it, it, you probably only played Battletech and Pillars out of these that are. Oh left. no, he played Dead Cells too. Yeah, well, I mean, out of the ones that haven't yeah. made into the top five yet. But yeah, uh, I think we have we have much more of a consensus on Battletech between yeah. you and me and Jason. Yes, um, that's probably right. Okay, um, and then I would let's see here. Out of these, I'd probably put up Spider Man, I think, or maybe Astrobot. Spider Man would be my next pick. Okay, so all right, so I could say that I'm um, just because I know no one. It's not even like another game that I think you could even have the same experience I had. With it, I'm okay with putting Eco at, at number ten, just right right off the bat. Um, let's see here. So that's right there. Do we have any from the but, Do we have any from the bottom five that we want to move up? Uh, do you, we like, can put Smash Brothers just at nine if you want to, because I know I'm the only one who really. I'm cool with putting I'm cool with putting Pillars of Eternity at nine since I know so many of you haven't played it. Yeah, well, we can kind of put. We're so up. agreeable. Since but, he wants it at nine, I want Smash Brothers at eight now. <laughs> but both, <laughs> both Jason and I really, really, really liked Pillars too. Yeah, so I would really be, okay. I would I would Smash even put nine. it up to six, but I know that God of War will probably. Well, let's kind of let's do. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. This is so weird, though. We're hardly ever. I would, uh, you know, I would. Uh, well, we'll get there. I, I think we're close. That that's very close. I think that's a fine list right there. I, I, I think I, I would still put. High, but... I would still argue to put God of War higher. Um, I, okay, yeah. If you want to put God of War in the top five, I, we can make that happen. But I think, I mean, we'll, we'll have to I take mean, something down. As, as, an, ex- as an experience, we haven't Look, talked that much about God of War, I, but uh, as an I'm experience, God of War for Spider-Man. You know that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would. I, I like. I like Spider-Man more than God of War. I, I do too. Okay. Before we solidify this, we haven't actually talked about Pillars 2 either. So. Yeah, we're not... I don't think we're clo- too close to solidifying it necessarily. Uh, let's... Okay, so, Dean, you want to put God of War higher. Would you be willing to move Red, well, Red Dead Redemption down? Because, um, like, I, 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 think I, I like God of War more than Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, but I don't necessarily I, I wanna, love either. I want to say that, so like, all the other games that only one person has liked is in the bottom five, but Red Dead is number three. There's only one yeah. person who's really into that. I mean, I think like at best, I think in the top five, you're going to get number five for Red Dead, and I, and I, and I also think more people like God of War um, than Red Dead. I think I feel like Red Dead at number six sounds right to me, and God of War maybe right there above it. Red Dead behind Spider Man? I, 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 I'm not. A, I'm not a yeah. yeah Spider Man. Spider Man's a better game. Uh, I, See, this, this is the problem we had when we were doing the talking through the the nominations thing, where two of us. Two of the three of you liked each of those, mm-hmm. so we have two two Spider Mans and one against, and two Gods of War and one yeah. against. I mean, I, I like Spider Man. It was, it was. I don't think there's two. I mean, Spider Man was number three, Red. but a clear number three behind God of War and Red Dead for me. Why? All right, here I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start moving this list around. Let's see here. That's let's move. I'm gonna move Red Dead Red Dead off to the side. Um, well, maybe I'm the bigger move. question is. Do any of those three AAA games beat out the things that the smaller games we have above it? Because I am totally happy to put smaller games at the top three and have the giant games at four, five, six. I mean, we, already, we got Celeste at one, and Dissel's at two, and that seems right to me. That, that seems, seems right. That to definitely me seems well. right. Because um, I okay, so I didn't play enough of Red Dead to really, you know, get as good a field as the rest of you. But um, you know. 
I think Denzel's and Celeste are both better than Spider-Man, Battletech, God of War, and Pillars. I mean, I, I do have a way of talking about these two games that I'd I'd like to say, and then after that, I, I have said my piece. But I think with uh, Red Dead, somewhere around uh, mission mission forty, you just get a a great mission. Like there's 105 missions, right? Somewhere around 40 or so, there's there's a fantastic mission. Um, around um, around 50 or so, you get a total twist that you are thrown for a loop on around 75 you think you're done with the game uh, and then you get then you get these these two um two epilogues right that you don't expect to be there and and they, fair, they just I, totally i've heard the spoiler i haven't finished it i've heard the spoilers those epilogues sound pretty whack if you guys even come close to spoiling this game for me. I'm gonna. <laughs> that I mean, that's a, that's as much as I'm gonna spoil it. But I, but I'm so what I'm saying is like if you didn't get that far into it, you didn't even get to say the level forty one. You don't really get an appreciation for this game and uh, I mean dramatic I, achievement. I, I, it wouldn't. Have, there's no story, way it would have changed right? for me. There's yeah. just no way. Yeah. So uh, then it was, uh, you know switching to God of War. What I would say is that it is is so comparatively tightly written. Uh, compared to the all over the place Red Dead experience, and you know, God God of War is about this father son relationship. Uh, the beginning is as uh, almost as perfect the beginning as I've seen since The Last of Us, right? Uh, in making that point, and that um, that this is a hard relationship between the father and the son. Uh, they tie that to the ending really well. Um, there's a total surprise at the ending that you know. Again, shoots shoots you back to the beginning of the game, uh, and um, uh, even even like in the the sub characters of Balder and Freya and the mother uh, son relationship there is a mirror of what happens with the father son uh, between you know Kratos and and Atreus, and and so um, uh, it it is so tightly written it's like somebody's you know uh, perfect english novel or whatever uh, in how they strung that together then they then they string together all this you know that that's sort of like this layer uh way above um god of war mechanics which i had almost no interest in like i had no interest in playing god of war 4 at all right but this father son game i could get into yeah now i I think you're right on everything you said, actually. I think that was that was pr- pretty well said. I think it's accurate for these. Um, my argument for putting Marvel Spider-Man ahead of it is that I think it is really well written. It is not trying to be more than a comic book story. It is a comic book story, and that's what it's trying to be, and it nails it. It's really good at that. And then at the same time, when you're going through that story and then you get to a boss fight, you're still playing as Spider-Man and you still have like all of the abilities of Spider-Man. You're still like whipping around or thwipping around the environment and, 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 and zooming and using your webs. And it's still like the full video game experience you've been playing the entire time. And God of war, when you go through that, that story mode, I'm not taking anything away from God of war. It was trying to be exactly what it was trying to be. But for me, when you get to that first big boss fight and it is like kind of taking controls away from you half the time or more. Um, if to me that that's sort of a turnoff where I feel like, I'm watching a lot of cool stuff happen here and it, no doubt it is cool stuff, but I'm, I'm watching it and I'm not really playing it. There is, there are some moments where you're controlling stuff, but it's, it does feel pretty okay with taking controls away from you a lot of the time to say, Hey, now, now just watch this and sit back. 
And uh, and I think it's more impressive what Spider Man does in, in the. I, end. I think both games were real well written. Maybe maybe that's a, a tie in that department. I just think Spider Man is the slightly more fun game. Uh, Traversal is fun in Spider Man, whereas God of War you're just you're just walking, you're just you know rowing a boat sometimes, and they they make that support interesting with the interaction between Kratos and his son, and that helps. But again, that's it, it's kind of like filler. It's a sort of distraction from the fact that you're just walking, and that's kind of boring. Uh, and kind of what Jeff's saying, Spider-Man has a lot of really good bosses. It God of War, if you know, if it has a flaw, it's that its bosses there aren't very many of them, and the ones that are there aren't aren't all that good. Yeah, um, you know, I'm looking at the list. This it looks good to me the way it is right now. Um, I, I I would you know maybe maybe some shit like maybe pillars can go above Astrobot if you guys want to try to do that. Um, I, but I don't know. The rest of it kind of actually looks good to me. Does anyone feel like we have to change anything? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I guess I guess our point of contention is the ordering of Spider-Man, God of War, Red Dead. Right. I, and this is, I mean, this, I, I have to acknowledge this is the one that I like best. Uh, like, this works for me. But if, you know, if we want to debate right. more, I, don't I think the rest of the list, though, is pretty, pretty good. Because, I mean, the... Um, I, I like what I would have played of Battletech, and I wish I played more of it. Uh, the way Rowan, I have no opinion on Battletech. Right, the way Ro- the way Rowan and, and Jason speak about it, though, it, it like it's like it has convinced me. Like it has, it belongs up there in like the number three spot. Uh, Dead Cells and Celeste, I think, both have a, a lot of consensus o- overall. Um, you know, I feel very very strongly about both those games. Me too. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then uh, on the, I think we've kind of we already settled the bottom for the most part. And then, yeah, I think the as long as we're okay with Marvel's Spider-Man, well, I'm outvoted, so I don't. <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, let's 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 ask each person. Well, let's ask each let's ask let's ask each person about five and six for the order and see what they say. Okay, yeah, I, I'm I, I'm okay with the way it is right now with Spider-Man and then God of War and then yeah, Dead I, I think we just covered that real pretty I, I, well, and I think it, it sounds like we have the two people who. We have more love for God of War and Spider-Man, and the two people who have that have more love for Spider-Man than God of War, even if only barely. So uh, we're at 2-2? Two, two? No, 2-1. No, I, 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 no, I think Rowan kind of explained it pretty well. It's like it was just this process where we got to the end, and and, and the end when we talked it out, okay. it, it it fell into that order that it's in right now. Okay. Spider-Man, the God I have of War, to, Red Dead Redemption I have to, I have to uh, exclude myself from the quality of... Spider-Man and talking about where it should be on the list because um, its director is a friend of someone I used to work with. So I feel like I have to disqualify myself from that discussion. Yeah, yeah. Enough. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm, um, I'm okay. I, I mean, think, I, I feel uh, yeah, outvoted. Okay. But, I mean, Dean, uh, can you feel good about this list? that I got uh, a few of my games on the list. Yeah, and, and I think, I mean... They're, they're excellent games, and I, I just think that the passion for the stuff that is uh, above it is... Uh, Maybe deeper. Um, I'm really happy bro- that broader. we have Celeste Dead Cells so yeah. high. Yeah, I like that one and two a lot. Me yeah, too. Me too. That, like, uh, if you would have told me like when we started, like that's how we we're gonna. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take it. Like, yeah, whatever else is ha- whatever else happens, I'll take that for sure. Um, yeah, both great games. Okay, so yeah, let's uh, let's nail this real quick. So let's start with number ten. It is um, Eco, which is you know my fave. I. I, I I've talked about it on other podcasts. I don't really feel like I need to talk about it too much. I haven't, but I guess just real quick, it is a it's Minecraft with more systems. It's uh, it enables you to um, go in there with a bunch of people 
and create civilization, but every act that you do has an effect on the ecology, and you can also affect your economy, which you have full control over. You can create your own currencies and stuff like that. And there is a meteor coming to destroy your civilization in 30 real-world days, 30 re- real-time days. Um, so you want to build up enough technology to take out that meteor, but you know if you start exploiting your forests and the, the forests don't grow back, you have to deal with the consequences of that. Or if you start overhunting a certain animal, that, that animal will go extinct. Um, or if you... Uh, don't if your markets aren't really functioning properly, then people will uh, you know go buy a bunch of cheap stuff that they don't really need and hoard it, and then when people ha- like actually need it, they won't be able to just go purchase it and and, and make do or, or uh, be, even be able to find it because someone is hoarding almost all of the stuff that exists in this entire world. It creates a lot of really interesting and unique situations where where you have to work together with your with these other players and figure out what's best and sometimes work against each other and yet in the end even when you're working against each other you're still sort of working towards the same goal which is to take out the meteor and it's it was just it was a magical thing and i uh i'm really got really glad i got to experience it and got it on the list um yeah i think i think everything else we talked about unless pillars of eternity too so yeah number nine is smash brothers do did we actually talk about pillars at all well smash smash brothers is just i mean it's such a Sorry, we fun about celebration Smash. of Nintendo. I mean, it's the most Smash ever. Just just for any fighting game, this roster size of like 74 characters is ridiculous. And each one of these characters, even when they're like similar to another character, they have a lot of personality. They look so good. Like this is the best Mega Man has ever looked in a game. It's the best Simon Belmont's ever looked in a game. This was like so many of these characters. Like this is the best Ridley's looked in a game. All that stuff is just so cool. Like the new characters like Ridley, K.K. Rool, are just super fun to play as. There's more customization options than ever before. You can turn off stage hazards. Uh, you can just kind of mess around with all these little option things that really make help make Smash Bros. a more customizable thing, which is good because people like to play it so many different ways. And the single-player mode is huge this time. I mean, there wasn't even really a single-player mode last time. There was like an arcade mode and some, some things like that. This is a giant campaign that's gigantic and, again, really clever and witty. So very, yeah, I just absolutely love Smash Bros. It's it's definitely Could be playing this for years. Yeah, it's it's definitely the kind of thing that where it's like this they put a lot of love into this and you can notice it for sure. Um all right, then number eight is uh, Pillars of Eternity to Deadfire. Right, I'll let talk Rowan start. Okay. So uh, the Obsidian project that they have been doing uh going back to the uh Black Isle days uh for twenty years now is to try to create like morally ambiguous complex faction role playing games where your choices all end up um you know deciding how this murky situation gets resolved and I think that Pillars 2 does the best of creating that murky situation that they've ever done. Uh, it's this story of colonialism on a set of, you know, backwards islands where, you know, the people who are there want to do their own thing, but they're also kind of conservative and they're jerks, but the people trying to exploit them are, you know, they claim to be progressive, but they're also like, uh, also imperial military powers that, you know, they might be racially progressive, but they're violent and maintain their power through violence. And um, so the suburbs, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
it does a really good job of putting together all these things, making them sort of crash together at a level that I think Obsidian has been trying to do and will continue trying to do and improve. But right now, this is probably the best incarnation of that that uh, I've ever seen them them accomplish. And as someone who has played, you know, original Fallout's, uh, KOTOR 2, New Vegas, uh, Tyranny, all those, uh, I think that it's it, it stands out even above those. Um, the other thing is that... I think they have figured out a way to make that isometric Baldur's Gate style combat not horrible. And in some ways that was just because they made it easy, but I just like coasted through that game in a way that I haven't really any of them from Baldur's Gate and Planescape Torment to uh, Pillars 1 and Tyranny and stuff where I get I get very easily frustrated by that style of combat. And Pillars 2, I just like watched it and it was gorgeous and uh, it was the right the right level of smoothness so those two things combined to have it like really get into my head across the summer and then um from my point of view it also systems wise is the smoothest obsidian game yet in my opinion um that's it that was set in their own world and not like say a dungeons and dragons world um they they ironed out some of the problems that they had with the first game with um, health hit points and armor they added a really cool boat system for how you upgrade your pirate ship. It's the best pirate RPG ever made, in my opinion. <clears throat> okay. Uh, let's not go nuts here. Sid Meier's Pirates exists. It's not an RPG. <laughs> it, it, it's, I played it's it with some... one. Yeah, let's, let's, we'll put that aside. Um, <laughs> we'll put that aside. Uh, it... And in my opinion, it has the best written story they've ever had with a fantastic use of music. They did a lot of their own composition there. And um, I really enjoyed the way that your characters can decide whether or not they want to you know, you guys, try to stop I, I, I the gods. To run. Um, at the gods. I don't know if there's anything and, you guys want me to say. Into- and their interactions with the gods. And I'm done. No, yet. Yeah, Dean, I don't think I, I was just looking at the list. I think we talked about everything else pretty thoroughly, except for maybe yeah. Battletech. Um, so I think, Dean, if, if you want to say goodbye right now, Thanks. you can do that. And we'll, <laughs> we'll let uh, Rowan talk about Battletech and finish up the list. Thanks, Bye, Dean. Dean. For your... we, we didn't really talk about Dead Cells and Celeste that much either. We just loved them. You're, you're right. You, so uh, we'll, we'll talk let, about them. We'll talk uh, about all those right now, and then we'll, yeah. we'll read the list. So, uh, the, Rowan, the last we'll start with thing. Battletech. Oh yeah. The last thing on Pillars that I wanted to say was that uh, there were a lot of like good ideas about making theology in a fantasy world real in the first Pillars that didn't quite work. So if you played that and you were like, I like these ideas, but this game is kind of a mess, Pillars 2 is like, okay, we know what we did and we're making it really awesome now. And uh, uh, yeah, so I recommend anyone who, like me, had struggled with Pillars 1 to just go to Pillars 2. Um, Battletech. Yeah, Battletech, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, the the tactical management game since the the XCOM reboot some years back has been one of the most interesting and dynamic uh, spaces for games. I think with stuff like Darkest Dungeon and Massive Chalice and all the these creative styles of games, and one of my favorites. And uh, BattleTech's big thing that it does is uh, it slows down the way that. Uh, uh, 
you kind of take damage and have to manage your manage your difficulty throughout the game. I think Rob Zachney at Waypoint called it like this is the first tactical game to really have the idea of attrition. Like your mechs across battles will slowly get worse as opposed to an XCOM where your characters like will get one shot all the time. Or they won't, and you one-shot enemies all the time. This is this slows down that sort of pace of fighting in a way that I find really appealing. I like the sort of uh, gray areas of you're kind of winning, but are you kind of winning enough? And Battletech does that really well. Uh, the expansion that just got put out, uh, Flashpoint, adds a... Actually, the patch that came with it uh, adds a career mode that uh, takes out some of the um, uh, sort of jumps that you get across the campaign that make make the game a lot easier like okay you're going from the light mix to the medium mix and we're giving you three medium mix here right now and it it adds this level of kind of campaign difficulty that was exactly what i wanted to keep playing this game forever um so it, it's a bit of a messy game in some ways where the the graphics and the animation and the pacing, um, they're a lot better than they were when it was released, but there's still some awkwardness there, but I can't stop playing it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about the, the highest recommendation I could give is that I can't stop playing it and I love it. And, uh, even, even through its messiness because it, it has done all the right things that I want within this subgenre. I, uh, I, I have some pretty similar feelings about, uh, dead cells where I, I, I I have stopped playing it. I oh, I always want to go back, but when I was uh, first reviewing it and then just kept playing it after the review, I um I couldn't stop, and I got to the point where I, I hurt my hand playing it from like repetitive stress injury, and it was uh even even then I when I knew I just had to rest and just kind of put my hand aside and not do anything with it, I was still like trying to find comfortable ways to play it so I could just keep going because I was just so into this entire thing, and it's just you know it's a um. A mashup, you know, the meets, meets, meets is like it. It's Castlevania meets a roguelike um, uh, with really great combat and and a really great risk reward system for its exp- exploration. Where it's like, oh, do you want to run fast and try to um, unlock these doors that are time locked, um, or do you want to like explore each level and get as much uh, boost your character on this run as possible by slow slowly building them up over each run, um, and and all that stuff works really well. And then on top of that, it is just. It has this exquisite feeling combat where you uh, are in this dance with enemies and they are always going to behave in a certain way. So as long as you know how to approach them, and even when there's a bunch of them on screen, you're usually going to have a, a good idea of like how to dodge to get out of the way and then when to attack and when to, when to, and you know, how to use certain weapons, which there's just a ton of different weapons and different combinations of weapons that you could be using. And it is, it is like this. Yeah. It's like this ballet uh, of, of, platforming that just really struck a chord with me and i was really really um impressed by it and and yeah just couldn't put it down um it it has a systematized risk reward system the risk reward aspect to it that it really nails despite it being randomized mm -hmm. Um, and the other two things that i would mention is it's absolutely gorgeous it's some of the best pixel art i've ever seen um and the creators are in like an anarchist uh commune of like 14 people in France, I think where they pay everybody the same and it sounds fantastic. And like a model, especially given all the discussions that we've had this year about uh, workers' rights and so on, like that this one looks like these people are getting that right and creating an absolutely magnificent game. Yeah. And then they, um, they seem like real cool people uh, just from the way they set that up. And then they, they won the game at the, the uh, won an award at the game awards and just kind of came on stage and we're just like, yeah, and we, 
immediately shouted out to everyone that was still back home saying, hey, this is just as much yours as it is ours. So it seems like they really like it's not just some bullshit. They really are sort of uh, building themselves that way with the purpose of that's how they're going to make games and do it differently. And it's really nice that uh, that their first game turned out so nice that it feels like they can just keep going uh, down that path. Um, Celeste, uh, Mike, do you want to kind of maybe run down Celeste for us to start? Yeah, Celeste is just, again, it's a, you know, kind of like Dead Cells, this really beautiful pixel art style, but, uh, you know, you said it good at one point, Jeff, where it's kind of like the super Meat Boy follow-up we've been waiting for, where it, it has that feel of, like, just being these this really difficult sort of platformer based on relatively simple mechanics of double jump, a dash, a wall climb, stuff we've seen before. But then, like, the level design is just so clever within that and works so perfectly. And then the game itself was so charming. Uh, Madeline is such this likable and adorable character. And she's going through her struggles. Like, they're both manifested in real ways. Like, her having a panic attack. And then in these fantastical ways. Like, with this evil clone of her that's literally kind of, like, chasing her down, berating her. Battling. Uh, yeah. Battling, right? And, like, you know, sometimes she's just, like, being mean. Other times she's actually trying to, you know, kill you and stuff. And it, it's like Super Meat Boy, though. It's like that thing where when you fail, you're right back to where you were. Like, on that screen, you can kind of just keep going at it. So, it's, you know, failure is always just kind of one step closer to success. And it's just a very satisfying experience. And it feels like you're always um, really making progress. Uh, it is it is Super Meat Boy in that it, the, um, the levels are, are contained. And you can usually see the beginning and the end at the same time. Not always, but usually. Um, so, so you know where you need to go to get past the obstacle that is right in front of you and all of the minute, the, all of the, like the midpoint obstacles that are in the way until you get to that point. But then like, as you're, as you do get to the next screen, it, it does feel like this nice continuation in a way that like Meat Boy wasn't, uh, where it was those, those self-contained levels one by one. This just makes it feel like you're just continuing down this path, continuing climbing this mountain, which is the, the entire uh, conceit of the game. Um, and it just adds this sense uh, of propulsion to everything you're doing that kind of keeps you going. And even when you get past this really hard point and then the next part's even harder, you're like, well, I got through this and I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm you know, I'm still progressing. I'm still working my way up. It, it's uh, a really great way to build a game that is as hard as this is. Cause it just, it's going to keep most people going. I think um, really, there's really pretty much nothing wrong with it. Plus it's really neat how like, you know, just getting through the game is challenging enough, but then there's these kind of, they, they add challenges to the game that don't make you feel like you didn't beat it, like getting all the strawberries that are hidden right. through the levels. Like, that's way harder than just getting through the levels, getting through the level while collecting those. Then there's also, like, these items that unlock, like, harder levels based in that world, like the B-side. Like, beating those is a whole nother level of challenge. And then there's even C-sides, right? So, again, you can beat the game, and there's still so much to do to, like, to master with it. All right. I think we've now fully talked about every game that uh, we've at least had on the list at some point. So That was our most painless game of the year yet. Yeah, I think so. Um, so now we can actually do the top ten and get out of here. So let's do this now. So at number ten, it was Eco. Nine, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, number eight is Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. Seven is Astrobot. Number six is Red Dead Redemption 2. Five is God of War. Four is Marvel's Spider-Man. Three, Battletech. Two is Dead Cells, and then 
Game of the year is Celeste. That's a, I, I'm actually really proud that we could say that because I feel really good about that one. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah, uh, I do think, man, I do think it's funny that the one year I would have maybe been okay with God of War being on the, or I mean, a Call of Duty being on the list at all was the year Dean was like, ah, Call of Duty this year, not so much. <laughs> no, it's, uh, he's got it on like every other year, so yeah, that is it's ironic. Infinite Warfare, he was real big into that one. Uh, but uh, I would have, I would have like had some arguments against this one still. I, I do think the uh, the the battle royales not as good as everyone thinks and i think that the evidence is that most don't. people aren't playing it anymore um but, <laughs> but yeah we, we um, hey we didn't have to talk about it it's not on the list uh okay so yeah that does it for 2018 i think we can wrap that up uh thank you everybody for listening or watching or for reading the site um you know whatever anything you guys do that kind of interacts with us we really appreciate all of that uh so until 2019 have a good one have a safe holidays safe new year and we'll see you next year Thank you. Happy holidays. Bye.